What's up, Dykes? Dyke. The word dyke. Found out recently that a lot of lesbians don't like being called dyke. I love to be called dyke. So, here's my show. The Dyke Show. No sponsors yet, so I'd like to take a second and talk about my uh, lesbian t-shirt brand. I have a t-shirt brand called Eat Me Tees. Uh, that's T-E-E-Z. A little bit raunchy, uh, stand out. You gotta not really give a shit what people think about you to wear them. Some of them say, if she ain't shaking, she's faking. I don't have to pull out. I got to lick a lot of puss that I really like, and uh, my tattooed lesbian is a pretty dope shirt. Y'all should check that one out. That's on Instagram, eat underscore me underscore tease. Once again, that's T-E-E-Z. For today, um, I'd just like to introduce myself, uh, tell you a little bit about my coming out, why or what has happened to me since I came out in 08. And then I'd like to uh, share my hopes for the show, invite you guys to partake in my show. Uh, But before we get started on that, uh, once a week I'll share two songs, one after the intro and one at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy this one, and I'll be back to you soon. All right, so uh, my name is Billy. I'll be your host. That's not my legal name, but it's the name that I've gone by since I came out in 08. Um, welcome to everybody, friends, haters. Thank you for uh, listening to my show. I'm excited um, for this. I'd really like to kind of touch on topics that people ask me about, give them my points of view on those things, uh, maybe eventually interview some people. Uh, you don't have to be famous for this. I'd really honestly just volunteers, please, please volunteer to uh, let me ask you some raunchy questions pretty much. And you get to be blunt and you get to be as open and honest as you want to be on my show. Uh, there will be a lot of ta- shit talking on my show or what people call shit talking. I once saw this meme and it was like, there's a difference between talking shit and talking about a shitty person. And so my shit talking will always just be me talking about shitty situations and my point of view on those shitty situations. So if you want to come on my show and do something like that, please, you know, DM me at that uh, the Dyke Show Instagram that I have. Sorry, brain fart there for a second. Beautiful. Those will happen. I'm sorry. Like this is being recorded and brain farts will happen. Like I said, um, I came out in 08, uh, Halloween. <laughs> it was actually a pretty cool situation, so I always called myself bi. I had never been with a female. I had kissed a few girls. Like I had done the whole, ooh, I'm drunk, let's make out with this chick thing. And um, But I had been with a, a stupid number of men. And so I uh, met this girl, Ashley, and she started telling me I wasn't bi, not bi. You're not bi. You're not bi. Uh, you're a lesbian. You like women too much the way you talk about them, the way you go to strip clubs all the time. By the way, this girl has an obsession with a good strip club. I've paid a lot of strippers a lot of money. Anyways, uh, 
went out one night with my kids, took them trick-or-treating. She asked me to come over afterwards. We wound up watching uh, Devil's Rejects, which is by far the best movie to watch on Halloween. Fell asleep with her. She, she had had a root canal that day. That's why she wasn't going out. So she asked me to come over for these movies. And uh, we fell asleep holding hands on her couch. She had one of those like L-shaped couches. We didn't even make out or hug or anything. Can you believe that, lesbians? Usually, from what I've seen now that I'm out, it's like first night. Just fucking make out. Let's have sex right away. Anyways, woke up the next morning holding this chick's hand and just really realized that, like, all right, maybe she's right. Uh, two nights later, we uh, wound up having sex. It was beautiful. It was a nice thing. It was... Uh, nice to have somebody give me multiples without me having to do it myself so it was a beautiful situation and uh, I decided at that point that I would never ever 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 be with men again it's just it makes me feel gross it makes me I just can't it's just not what I want and now that I know that being a lesbian existed and what it felt like like that was just where I wanted to be so uh, she didn't last very long she um probably like two months but she was perfect to bring me out she was what I needed she gave me that boot that I needed she uh kind of helped me get through some of the fears honestly the reason why I never really acted on being a lesbian when I was younger was because I was so afraid of the repercussions I had this friend in high school and um he is probably now a she obviously not in my life anymore but um I watched him, her, get pushed into lockers and up against walls and called horrific names. And um, there was a few lesbians in my high school. And same thing for them. They were made fun of um, by both the male and female population of the school. And so it was a really scary place to be. And I didn't want to be in that scary place. And then I went into the whole getting married and having kids and doing the straight thing that I was supposed to be doing and even though I was never really happy with my life like it was a less scary place to be um, I came out and it was crazy because like I really thought my mom was gonna be supportive I really didn't expect what I got from her and I thought my dad was gonna be pissed and it was the other way around like uh, my mom like she starts getting upset with me telling me it's a phase that um not gay and that's just something I'm going through and then my dad was like oh yeah I knew I knew I was like dad how did how how did you know and he was like well you talk different and you walk different and you're always hanging out with girls <laughs> so okay cool well, my dad knew I was a lesbian before I was willing to admit it that's cool and he's always been supportive I've gone to tattoo conventions with my father and had him point out some pretty hot chicks he's he's got a good taste in women for sure it's a little awkward but yeah we uh have pointed out hot girls to each other before so that's cool my mom on the other hand um we'll get more into that she's done a lot of damage so not something I want to start with so yeah so that's my coming out that's uh where I'm at in the lesbian community since I've been in the lesbian community uh let's see First year was pretty crazy, learning how to eat pussy, learning how to flirt with girls. Uh, got this chick to make out with me in the alleyway for a bag of little tiny chocolate chip cookies. Thought I was cool about that at the time, and now I look back at it, I'm kind of like, hmm, 
She probably woke up all hungover the next morning like, did I really make out with a lesbian for a bag of chocolate chip cookies in the alleyway? Did I really do that in my life? Yes. Yes, you did. You and me both. Anyways, um, 29, almost 30, I met my first girlfriend. That lasted four years. It was on and off, very on and off. It was very much like, I don't want to be with you. And then 24 hours later, you're laying in bed with each other like, oh, we have to be together. It was weird. It was a very weird relationship to me now that I sit back and like look at it. Isn't that crazy? Like when you go through something and then like a couple years later, you sit back and you kind of look at it like really at that point in time in my life, like I felt that was appropriate behavior or appropriate way to do something. And you kind of go, well, duh, like that wasn't. But it's cool because if you're able to do that, like that means that you've like grown (laughs) because, you know, like you would never do it again. And uh, what I went through with that person, I would never do again. Um, There was a situation that happened from it. I exposed some cheating to a married woman who I felt horrible for. And uh, they're back together and they seem to be doing good. So kudos to them. I met my second partner. Uh, six months after I left that situation at first there was some red flags and um, I wish I would have paid more attention to those I was in a place in my life where I had just almost gotten done dying I deal with a lot of crazy health situations so um, that was one of them and she was being good to me she was being nice to me she was taking care of me and all that good stuff, and then um, two months into the relationship, some psycho shit happened, and I walked away from it, and then two months later, she begged me back and told me that that wasn't who she was. Needless to say, that was, um, I don't even know what year, it was probably like three years ago, and I'm proud to say I now have a restraining order against that person that's indefinite, because she wound up being exactly what that psycho situation was that night ladies one thing that I've learned and one thing you gotta see if you see red flags if you see red flags you don't know these people you don't know what's going on in their heads they could be sitting there telling you that they love you and plotting your murder there are people that do that so you don't know and you can't read minds and so just always remember like always remember that while they are giving you those I love you's and you're my everything's and all the stuff that they say when they show you those red flags, get out right away. No matter how bad it hurts your emotions or how alone you may be. Because that was my thing. I was going to be completely alone. And I didn't want to be completely alone. So I stuck around for it. I did. I put up with a lot of crazy shit. I was, I can't tell you how many extension cords I pulled out from around her head after she was just threatening to hang herself like but because I didn't want to be alone I put up with it and best thing about that whole situation is I'll never do that again which is super cool and then uh relationship number three that was basically what I call a shit show um met the girl broke a cardinal rule and uh paid for it dearly got ghosted millennials oh my god this ghosting thing, you got to stop. No joke. Like back in my day, like when I was in my 20s or when I was, even when you're in high school, like if you're with somebody and you don't want to be with them no more, like tell them face to face. Be like, I'm sorry, it's not working for me. And if you can't be face to face over the phone, but when you're telling them that you're walking away, 
you have to listen to them too. Like they deserve that as a human being, as somebody that you once told was their everything and was the only girl for you. They deserve to be heard out, not to have to send everything via text and get no reply. Like that's so fucked up. Like this ghosting thing, it's got to stop. Like it's horrible. Anyways, that's how that relationship ended. That was two months ago, three months ago, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Track of time. I'm really bad at it. Uh, I have decided to be single. (laughs) It's a great decision. Things have been getting better since I decided to be single. I'm doing a lot more stuff again. And um, that actually, I feel like this podcast probably wouldn't have happened if I really didn't get to a point in my life where I just really want to be me and do something that I love to do. And just so you know, my inspiration for this podcast was uh, Mark Marin. He has a show on Netflix called Marin. Um, it's a good show, and I had never really paid attention to podcasting. I've been told about it. I had people say, you know, oh, I listen to podcasts. I'm like, why would you just want to sit there and listen to somebody talk? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You can't even see their faces. And then once I watched that show, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna check out his podcast. If you want to check out a podcast, he's got one. It's called WTF. It, the one where he uh, interviews Billy Bob Thornton. That's a good one. You should uh, go listen to that. That's a, if you're, especially if you're a fan of Billy Bob Thornton. Like, definitely a great um, interview. Anyways, so here I am with my podcast. And I decided, since I am a proud lesbian... And I contend to be a outspoken lesbian that I would try making a raunchy lesbian podcast. So welcome to that. Once again, I think I've already said it like four times. Bear with me. I drift. Um, I have brain farts. I can smoke too much weed sometimes. So I'm going to take this last little bit to kind of talk about something that's uh, not necessarily to do with being a lesbian or any relationship subjects or anything like that. I just wanted to take a second and address all my tattoos. (laughs) I get asked this question the most, and I'm pretty sure a few of you uh, that are listening have asked me at one point in time how many I have or what's my favorite one. And so I figured I'd take a little bit of time and just kind of talk about tattoos and what got me started and why I am where I am right now with having uh, 71. 71 if you count on the higher number, it's like 69 if you count on the lower number. Some tattoos could go together or they could be considered singles, so that's why the variation of those two numbers. I got my first tattoo on my 18th, or I'm sorry, 17th birthday. Um, I wanted it on my 16th birthday, and my mom told me that if I wanted the exact same tattoo in the exact same spot on my 17th birthday, that she would sign the paperwork to get it done. And so about a week before my birthday, I knew I still wanted it, and we went down to this shop, and my mom filled out the paperwork, and uh, my boyfriend slash ex-husband was with me. This guy, Slick, did my uh, tattoo. It was picked off a wall. It's a baby dragon that I picked off the wall. And um, it's probably about, I would say, three inches you know, wide and like two and a half inches tall on my uh, uh, lower right leg. And um, it didn't take very long. It was pretty awesome to get done. I, I, I felt like a cool kid. Back then, like, you didn't have tattoos, especially not at 17, you know? And so... Uh, cool kid 
something I always want to be and something I never feel like I succeed at. Anyways, it was kind of crazy that day because I, I get up out of the tattoo chair and I walk into the lobby and there's my dad. And I hadn't seen my dad um, since the age of 10. My dad kind of exited my life at 10 and came back around 18, 19 years old. So um, it was a little bit of a oh shit moment. But keep in mind, this is my birthday. It was June 25th. And um, he looks at me, he goes, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just got my first tattoo. And I showed it to him and he's like, oh, that's cool. Well, have a good day. And he like walks past me and goes to sign in. And I like walked out and uh, Nate, who is my ex-husband, um, was like, does he even know it's your birthday? And I was like, no, he's thought since I was born uh, that my birthday was June 26th. I always got the phone calls the next day. <laughs> Anyways, so that was my first tattoo. I didn't do anything with tattoos for a while. Um, I think 19, after I had my son, I got um, a baby laying in a moon and his name on it. Um, that's been covered and I've done another tattoo for my son. My son loves pandas, so I have a realistic panda on my lower left leg. And, um, and then after that, I got like this dragon on the back of my spine I totally got a dragon tramp stamp that was uh like 21 20 like 21 and then um at 24 a family friend someone I felt comfortable with um told me that he was a tattoo artist and that he could fix he could do some work around my dragon and he did he, he put this really cool like red tribal and me and him just became like really close and I uh sent him a lot of business so he just started tattooing me for free I'd hang out at the shop at all until late night and you know help him clean up take care of people when they came in make sure that you know they were all taken care of I basically helped him in his shop brought him food got him cigarettes you know did all that and he just started tattooing me for free so I got a lot of work from him that was pretty awesome um, and then I met my my first girlfriend she's a tattoo artist um, she was a learning tattoo artist then and now she's an epic tattoo artist um, she's not in my life and I don't get to talk to her the way that I would love to talk to her but um, if you want to see some beautiful artwork um, beautiful artwork she's got it and I'm not allowed to give the name out for the Instagram just because, who knows, she might get upset with me. I don't want to fuel that fire anymore. But um, if, you, uh, if you've if you known me, you know where to find her. She's doing amazing. So I've got a lot of work from her. I dated her for four years, obviously. I was getting tattooed the whole time. And then my second partner was a tattoo artist, too. And I got a lot of work from her. And uh, definitely not giving a shout out to her. That restraining order will put me uh, behind bars. So we won't, we're not going to go there. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I was just really lucky. I really didn't pay for the majority of my work. I think in all, I've paid about $800 for the work that I've got. Maybe a G, maybe. Maybe uh, now I pay for them, <laughs> which is cool. I have a few tattoo artist friends. Uh, this guy, his name is Chris. He's up in Vero. Uh, he is awesome. Me and him have become very personal with each other. And when it comes time for me to want a tattoo and maybe I don't have money uh, enough to pay for a tattoo, I can help him out with cigarettes and some food. And he does amazing things for me. And I'm so thankful for him in my life. And then there's uh, Bradley in Fort Pierce. He's uh, just got done uh, doing my birthday tattoo. I'm so thankful for that. Um, I 
insist on getting birthday tattoos every year. Uh, I take the day off, don't care, and go and get tattooed. That's my birthday every year because it's my happy place. And sometimes they're bought for me, sometimes they're given to me, and sometimes I just say fuck it and pay for them myself. So yeah, 71. Uh, As far as favorites, oh my God, I hate that fucking question. It's like, how do you pick one out of 71 really good tattoos? Like, not to be messed up to anybody, because I understand people make decisions, whatnot. If you're happy with what you've got, be happy with what you've got. But for me, I'm very particular about what I put on my body, and I feel like I have some very good shit on my body. The only thing that I don't, like, there's, like, maybe one tattoo that I kind of feel is kind of ghetto, and it's just because it's not done. Like, once it's done, it'll be a beautiful tattoo. So, um, but some of my top favorites, um, I did one for myself. It's a heart with wings on my thigh. And I've been drawing this mushroom since I was a kid. And I did that one on my ankle. So those two definitely hold a special place in my heart. Um, I have a beautiful, in my opinion, award-winning elephant on my leg with a palm tree and a panda. It represents... Uh, my son's the panda, my daughter is the palm tree, and I am the elephant. And so that one, of course, has tons of meaning, and it's very well done. So it makes me happy on that. And then I have a um, Starship Enterprise on my arm that I hold very dear. Funny story about one of them, I have a Yoda on my arm. I am not a Star Wars fan, but as you will probably see at some point in time in this podcast, I have the tendency to talk backwards and um, I also teach people a lot so I've been called Yoda several times in my life and so I kind of have this like fanhood of Yoda just not necessarily Star Wars I am every day all day a Trekkie so uh, yeah love me some Star Trek all right well uh, I'm gonna end the show there it's probably at about the 20 minute level please once again if you want me to answer questions if you want my opinion on something if you want a review if you want to come talk shit with me on my show about how fucking much lesbians are stuck in high school please hit me up dm me last time the underscore dyke underscore show on instagram i'm really trying to get that big and if this podcast blows up then at that point i'll start doing more social media Uh, Until next week, I'll play you one last song.